Welcome to Technology Forward, where we explore trends and developments in the additive manufacturing industry. Hi, everyone, and thank you for listening. Additive manufacturing is becoming an increasingly important tool for aerospace innovation. AM offers compelling opportunities to revolutionize critical elements of the aerospace workflow. From design to certification to production, AM helps companies unlock design innovation and maximize efficiency while maintaining high levels of quality required for aerospace applications. I'm here today with Dr. Michael Shepard, Vice President, Aerospace and Defense Segment at 3D Systems. Thank you for joining me today, Mike. Thanks, Leslie. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Now, you've spoken about the importance of AM for radio frequency passive hardware in telecommunications satellites. So first of all, let's dive into what makes these satellites difficult to either design or produce using traditional methods. Just to start, right, I mean, these satellites are uh, incredibly complicated systems of systems, right? So the job is pretty challenging really already. So they have to receive pretty weak signals from the earth, process them, and then retransmit them to somewhere else, you know, all in the blink of an eye, Um, or I guess I should say light speed, right? Uh, so, 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 and they're doing this in space, right? Which is really an incredibly harsh environment. You've got, uh, tremendous thermal cycling, right? You're in a vacuum, uh, radiation, uh, and there's not a whole lot of power to work with, right? Uh, and the whole, the whole enchilada has to last for 10 or 15 years. It's tough. And of course, now people have been making telecommunication satellites now for decades, right? But there's really a very active market now. So there's a number of you know, manufacturers that are pulling these satellites together. And so those designs need to not only perform well, but they also need to be cost competitive in that market kind of environment. Okay. So then how does additive manufacturing help address a lot of those questions or a lot of those challenges? Great question. So additive, it's one of those technologies that really takes the handcuffs off from a design perspective. It lets you optimize the designs for efficiency, but it also brings some really positive things to the table uh, in terms of the logistics or supply chain side of things. Are there any benefits as far as the materials? Is it, are these things able to handle the environment of space better because of an additive design? So from a materials perspective, uh, the nastiest part of these passive RF devices life is during the launch phase, right? So the materials you select, particularly from an additive perspective, they have to be strong enough to get to orbit uh, and they have to be compatible with the additive manufacturing process, right? So uh, the materials we typically see, uh, aluminum, silicon, 10, magnesium, you know, a legacy casting alloy. We also see, we're starting to see quite a bit of interest in scalmaloy. Scalmaloy is a, it's a high strength aluminum material that is free of many of the additive manufacturing challenges that you see with some of the other uh, high strength aluminum alloys. Sometimes titanium is, is used. Titanium is a little bit more expensive and you have to maybe for like K band applications, right? You have to maybe do some surface treatment, silver coating and things like that to get the surface conductivity back. But structurally it's, it's very efficient. But uh, all in all, they, uh, they do pretty well physically in orbit because they're, they're passive devices. Okay. So now what happens as far as the performance? Does AM have an effect on the performance of these satellites? 
Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So AM is a really powerful tool. I like to think of the improvements that you get with AM in kind of two general categories. So there are efficiency and performance related parameters, and then there are the supply chain kind of advantages. On the efficiency and performance side of things, so just performance first. So historically, RF designers, they're limited to geometries they can get with conventional subtractive machining, you know, milling, turning, that sort of thing. And in structural components, you see a lot of additive designs. They're very organic. And a lot of times you get to those designs through topology optimization or now generative design. Additive is the only way to make them. Right. Now, now these smooth, complex contours, they're also really useful as it turns out in, in the RS space as well. It seems especially important in the filter space where a lot of these uh, organic cavities, they can be util utilized to improve the filter performance. So these, the geometries that you want to utilize from a design perspective, they're simply impossible with uh, conventional uh, subtractive uh, machining. Now, Efficiency, right, is also super important, of course, right? So anything that goes into space, it can really benefit from technology that helps the item weigh less or take up less space. It's just hard to get to space, right? And yeah. you have to pay for it. Yeah. So launch costs are definitely going down, right? There's exciting things going on in the launch space, but you're, you're still talking about uh, thousands of dollars per kilogram. And depending on all the details and the size and the orbits and all that. I mean, you're talking five, 10, $20,000 per kilogram. So with additive, you can be really aggressive with unitization, right? So combining multiple parts made with traditional manufacturing into maybe a single part with additive methods, just a little vignette, right? There was one filter that we worked on with Airbus where we, uh, we combined, I think, 39 parts into a single part. The final design actually, it weighed 50% of what the conventional design weighed, right? So a tremendous, tremendous benefit there. You also get rid of a lot of interfaces, right? When you're doing that unitization, you know, the combining of, of the parts. And in RF, you really look to minimize the signal losses. And so each of these interfaces between the different components, they need to be very, very carefully prepared, uh, assembled and tested. And all these different interfaces, they all take up space, they add weight, and they cost a lot of time and money and require a lot of highly skilled, smart people, right, to, to pull it all off. So it sounds like when you switch over to an additive process, you're reducing a huge number of factors that can create either cost or efficiency challenges in an RF device. Oh, yeah. I mean, not only not only with the design, right? I mean, also the supply chain side, right? I mean, so we talked about unitization, right? So unitization gets your parts count way down. Uh, it reduces the number of vendors you have to work with. And, you know, of course, there's all, all kinds of associated shipping. And if you've ever been involved with this stuff, right, these very expensive, complicated pieces of hardware going back and forth between the vendors, you know, the cost and drama and time that goes with all of that can can really add up in an unhelpful way on a complicated system like a like a satellite. With additive, you know, we uh, you can get the major components like ridiculously fast. It, it's really surprising. Um, I come from an aerospace background, right? And sometimes these systems take years and years and years to come together. You know, now some of our customers they're printing large, complicated satellite parts. You know, a half meter cubed. 
right in a few days on our, our factory 500 systems. It's, it's really kind of breathtaking. Versus uh, how what fast. were they taking before? How long were they taking before now that it's down to a few days? Oh, it's even, it's difficult to even compare, Leslie, right? Because they, you know, we're talking about one part that might have been dozens of parts, right? And so like lay that all out on a Gantt chart, right? I mean, you're talking about months and months. And, you know, additive parts, of course, too, often require some additional finishing steps, right? But the overall level of effort and, and time involved, you know, to get to the delivery of a final part, it's, it's much, much lower. So do you see the aerospace industry going much more in the additive direction for not just for satellites, but for everything that they want to use or for as much as possible? Oh, sure. And I think, as, as you said, as much as possible is probably the, the right way to, to think about things. Additive manufacturing is another tool in the toolbox for aerospace engineers, uh, but it is an incredibly powerful tool that offers you, um, you know, not just the design advantages, but also that supply chain side benefit we talked about previously, especially in applications where I would say we're still, as a community, we're still working through uh, some of the intellectual limitations on using additive parts for, you know, flight critical load bearing components. Um, that's not to say we can't done it, do it. That's not to say we haven't done it, um, but it, it's difficult, right? But as we increase our maturity with additive manufacturing, our knowledge base, our experience, it's going to be buying its way into more and more applications. Yeah, you, you touched on a subject I was going to ask about next, which is what are the challenges to increase the use of additive in aerospace or in some other industries? And you're touching on experience, familiarity, any other challenges? So I come from the Air Force Research Laboratory, and I was a behavior and life prediction guy. So I'm a fracture <laughs> mechanics person. And so I, I view all new technology with the confidence of someone who did math about how fast things would, would break, right? So um, <laughs> I'm very conservative, but uh, there's a first, from a structural integrity perspective, we have rule books and we can apply these rule books to additive manufacturing. We are applying these rule books to additive manufacturing. We know how to make parts that won't break, right? Even doing the toughest jobs. Additive manufacturing, it, the metallurgy is a little bit different, but uh, when done properly, with materials that are compatible with the process, you can get material properties that are um, right in the same ballpark as what you would get out of uh, forged equivalent materials, right? So really quite a high level of capability, but make, making sure that you get all of the variability out, out of the processes, you really understand the failure mechanisms, and you can do all of the design math behind it. The world is, is still coming to terms with that. But the benefits of additive manufacturing are making people get real serious about those investigations uh, very quickly. Um, so we're seeing you know, more and more every day. So it sounds like we kind of need a little bit more on the technological side, a little bit more on the behavioral side, and a little bit more on the experience side before additive manufacturing really takes its own in, in the aerospace industry. So I'll tell you, it offers just incredible value right now. You know, most of the components that are on an aircraft, they're not necessarily critical load-bearing structure, right. right? So the big bones, right? In all of those applications, I think we have a great path to additive manufacturing right now. 
And when you are talking about the big bones, you know, the really critical primary structure, you need to think about what the best tool in the toolbox to do that uh, mm-hmm. is. And if it's, if it's additive manufacturing, I think it's, it is in some cases, right? You just have to be diligent and you have to go through a building block type approach to make sure you understand all the ins and outs of the process and the ultimate properties of the metal. Uh, that you're going to get in the end, or composites, or in some cases, polymers. But a lot of times the big bones are still metal. It actually sounds kind of fun. Exploring more information, the better. Oh, it, it's it's super interesting work. I've been working in the area since uh, 96. And uh, it's just uh, it's just been very, very exciting. What do you predict will happen in maybe in the next five years? Oh, well, I think we're going to see, you know, increased adoption of additive manufacturing. I think we're going to see new innovative materials that are going to uh, add additional capability uh, in both the metals and polymer side. At 3D Systems, we really specialize in uh, photopolymers, and there are exciting innovations that we're bringing forward with uh, stereolithography and, and also our DLP processes. And those let you get really, really fine features that are really useful. Traditionally, Stereolithography has been thought of as, you know, for making prototypes and things like that. Uh, but we're starting to develop photopolymers that are really useful for, for final production parts, right? You can really go and use the parts and they're going to last in the environment. Also other properties like uh, flame retardancy, uh, things like that. So for stereolithography, what kind of parts can be used on a plane or on a satellite or somewhere in the aerospace industry using that kind of photopolymer resin? I think depending on the application, it could be different things, right? So there's um, various types of fixturing and so forth that's utilized inside the manufacturing process. We're looking at uh, cockpit interiors, uh, things like that, um, which are, of course, you know, you have to get the right flame retardant properties and, and so forth. But lots of, uh, you can particularly think about this in, in terms of like a maintenance refit and overhaul environment. Um, I have a 20-year-old jet and I need seven knobs right? There's no supply chain. I can't get them. But in the back of the hangar, we can, we can have some type of technology that's going to allow us to rapidly reconstitute these little different fittings and fixtures and things like that um, with the material we know we can rely upon and, you know, all the, uh, the geometry and so forth that we need for the task at hand. Okay. Any final thoughts on additive in the aerospace industry? Oh, uh, Leslie, it's just an exciting time to be an additive. And if you like, uh, if you like jets like I do, uh, seeing all the new applications uh, and seeing the creativity that's really uh, facilitated with additive, it's just a real, really exciting time to be involved in the space. Well, thank you for your time, Michael. I appreciate it. All right, Leslie. It was a great, uh, great pleasure talking with you today. 